Uh, we're doing it virtually. A uh, little technical difficulties. My dog's paw got hurt, and I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. You probably never will find the true answer as to how she hurt her paw, which is sad all in the same. But, you know, dogs, they get themselves into all kinds of stuff. Well, I mean, the good news is she's still behaving normally in the whole nine. Like, she's still her. It's not, you know, it's not a, like a major problem for her, even though she's she's limping pretty badly. You wouldn't know it based on how she's behaving is what I mean. You know, she's still full of energy and and is eating and doing the whole thing. So, I mean, fair I enough. What, what are you going to do? I don't know. Hopefully it's nothing serious, and she just kind of tweaked it. I know that happens with our um, with our Manchester Terrier Lola. Like there's times where it's just whether it's the cold or what have you, and she'll just start limping, and you feel terrible. And the, but there's really sometimes nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you'd be like, I'm a bad dog, Dad. <laughs> You're sitting there in the corner. This is ridiculous. Um, so. Mr. McCarthy, first things first, I got to ask you. Uh, Dude, I'm all right. How you doing? All right. Had a decent weekend. Nothing crazy yeah. happened. Everything's nice and set up. You know, got some cleaning done. Done a lot of cooking lately. I don't know. I think it's the weather because it's only been below 45 for like a day in the past. This, this weather's, this weather's is, odd. I'm not it? complaining. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, it's it is it's just really really strange how one day it's it's twenty the next day it's forty uh, tomorrow's going to be like nearly seventy but it's going to rain so that's oh, awesome um, you know nothing like getting uh, pissed on but but it it's better to be pissed off than pissed on you know it's probably a little pissed oh. off. Uh, Mr. Travis Napper, because you know, this episode's called There's Room for Two. And as it turns out, did you know he's he's working to like 10 yeah, 30 this that evening? Poor guy, that's a tough, tough break. Uh, he'll be even grumpier than well, usual, likely, but I mean, you know, maybe he'll get some rest ne- by the time next week comes around. Let's hope so because we, we miss him and uh, Prem is coming to your your studio at the McCarthy Manor. Hopefully next week that Fingers gets back. Crossed. Going. I mean, I got I, um, the the Tuesday new warehouse that I do. I kind of figured yep. out, so that shouldn't be a problem. It's not too big. I was home at twelve thirty today. Right, and you said you were you were getting under over being a little under the yeah. weather, and then then Bailey, I was a little nervous there, and Bailey said. The, the, yeah, you were like, oh, God, did, yeah, did it I get me? Yeah, it was. I mean, I got a good streak going. I haven't had it not one time, so I'm like, oh, my God. And, but it was. You 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 haven't had it one nope, time? Not one time. <sighs> See, that's what happens when you keep yourself in decent I shape mean, I there, guess. All I do is walk all day, but I guess that counts. I mean, and before when I was it, at it, the, the grocery store, I mean, I did kind of just walk all day. Well, I mean, I mean, frankly, I'm I'm offended at the thought of walking all day, but that's all right. Ta. But you know, I I believe, Mister McCarthy, this is a wrestling podcast. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Is that is that what this is? Is that over here? Probably. All right. Well, we might as well get into it then. Did you catch the elimination chamber? Uh, yeah, bro. Come on now. I'm just the hey, chamber I'm just was legit. 
of course, we got to kick it off. We, we got to kick it off and talk about the one of the best things the company has ever produced, uh, ever, ever. And I'm saying this about a Roman Reigns match, so you know I mean in every flipping word. Roman Reigns defeated Sami Zayn to retain the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, but that headline does not tell the story. Um, this was magnificent. This was, I mean, this was as good a storytelling as, as Austin McMahon. This was as good a storytelling as, as Hogan Rock. It was, uh, in modern history, I think it only compares, when I say modern, I mean the last decade or so, probably CM Punk, John Cena, Money in the Bank, where, you know, obviously uh, CM Punk won and, and, you know, took his ball and left there for 10 days. Uh, what do you think of it? Am I giving it too high a praise? Talk to me. Oh, dude, this was utterly fantastic. You are not giving it too high of a praise. I will tell you that right now. My God, the work those two did. I mean, not even just match quality, but like everything fits so well with the story they were trying to tell. And you can really see a lot of Sean's early runs in Sammy. I can't think of an undersized main event guy that they have really pushed the resilience for. Like, of course, Rey Mysterio, because that's his whole thing. But, like, you know, the average-looking guy. Because, I mean, Shawn Michaels might be one of the greatest of all time, but, I mean, if you're not a wrestling fan, you're not going to know he's a wrestler walking through the airport. It's kind of the same thing with Sami Zayn. And he's really the first guy I feel like they've gotten behind as far as you just can't beat him. You just can't. Well, I think uh, when I when I think of kind of m- modern day comparisons to him, I I think he's like Mick Foley. He's the everyman. Yeah, uh, we all we all relate to him. He's easy to root for. Um, his his character is is very has had a lot of shifts, but each of them are good in their own way. And so, to me, that's what I think of. I think of kind of a Mick Foley esque everyman that everybody can relate to everybody wants to see the big see when the big one and we're all kind of hoping for that moment heater is the kicker of the situation and again we're going to break down this a lot from all angles that's fair you have a guy named cody rhodes who literally since the moment he stepped foot back in the company the story has been i'm going to win the WWE championship with that prize currently comes the Universal Championship because uh, one of the biggest head scratchers of the Triple H regime, in my opinion, is the fact that it seemed to be universally agreed upon that Vince's decision to put both titles together was a bad decision. And yet here we are, like seven, eight months into the Triple H regime, and nothing has changed in that regard. What do you do if you're WWE when you have. Sami Zayn, who is so hot. And, you know, you kind of compare it to WrestleMania 30, but here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the difference. for, And I'm not trying to be smarter than the average fan that listens to the show, and we thank you for listening. 
But as we all know, Batista was the chosen guy, but nobody wanted him. But the difference is, is a lot of us, including myself, want to see Cody Rhodes tell the story, want to see him finish the story and, and, you know, have a Rhodes win the WWE Championship. I've already thought about they could do a magical scene within a few Monday Night Rolls after Mania where he takes, he takes the WWE title and probably by proxy the Universal Championship to the grave of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I mean, can you imagine that story or that moment, McCarthy? I could see that as a segment for sure. Yeah. And so what do you do if you know what I mean? Because, again, would you agree the big difference here between this and WrestleMania 30, which is getting a lot of comparisons, is, yes, Daniel Bryan's rise was organic, as is Sami Zayn's, but it was organic in the name of we don't want Batista to be the champion, where most people uh, – were the, the crowd has not turned on Cody Rhodes, at least not yet. So can you see the big difference there? Oh, there's a huge difference because, I mean, you got to look at it. It's exactly like you just said. Nobody wanted Batista. Nobody really wanted Randy. And nobody really wanted Triple H either as far as the fan base went. As great as that run was for Daniel Bryan, now Bryan Danielson, it's, it's a completely different thing because everyone wants this to happen and it's not because he's the best like sammy is a best option if you will but it felt like daniel bryan was the only option like we needed a drastic change and i think that was part of what got everybody behind daniel bryan at the time i really do like yes he's fantastic a surefire hall of famer probably one of the top five currently in the ring all over the world today, but we really wanted to change to the status quo then. It's, yeah, Roman's title reign has gone kind of long in the tooth, but the story is so good, it's it's okay that it's taken this long, and they didn't really have those good stories when we were just like, oh my God. Like, I guess I'm not trying to say we wanted Brian Danielson by default, but there weren't a lot of other options. Now we have, you know, Sammy, we have Cody, technically Kevin Owens. Like, there's a lot of directions you can go with this. And I think that's the main difference. I got to agree with you. So I have to ask, if you're if you're Triple H, who is doing the, the major booking, though it was reported that, that Vince had input on Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, uh, which is, I'm sure, to the Vince detractors, a scary thought. Uh, do you think that's a scary thought, number one? And then number two, what do you do if you're Triple H? Who is your guy to beat Roman Reigns, to, assuming you're having him beaten at WrestleMania? There's a lot to unpack there. Go with it. First, I, I don't think it's a big deal that Vince has creative input. We talked about this when he was still gone from the company. That's a guy you call. I mean, now they might be in a meeting together, but that's a guy you call. You ask his opinion. No, no matter what you think of Vince McMahon, he's created what we love and watch every single week as far as a viable television product and a viable billion-dollar business. 
you ask his opinion. And input doesn't mean he's still making the decisions. Because what I do, if I'm Triple H, it's Cody. That's the story. Cody beats Roman. But then because of last night and the promo that Paul Heyman cut, you can split those titles so fast. Why has Roman never had to have two different title matches in one night, for example, because they want to split the titles? Paul Heyman's that reason. Paul Heyman's that reason he's not on this show each and every week. Like Paul said, Cody can take those titles, but he won't have a Paul to, to negotiate things. I think that's the easiest way to make a prediction like that come true and get the titles separate. The WrestleMania backlash, Cody's got a rematch with Roman for one championship and he has to wrestle Sammy for the other one. Or and it doesn't have to be Sammy. I don't cuz I don't want Sammy to get rushed. Him and Corbin did a great job last night. There was nothing that was a very solid match and the crowd still fully behind him. But he was in a storyline with Roman. Like I really wanted like the emotion in me wanted Sami Zayn to win. But you got to look at it like okay, he did this. He did all this with Roman. He kind of did it all on his own. Yeah, he was put into the story, but he made what he did entertaining. Can he continue that process? But that's kind of a side note ramble. But I, th- I think you easily with Heyman's promo last night, you can make him defend both titles in one night and split those titles real quick. Well, here's 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 my here's my counter to that, and I'm only playing quote-unquote devil's advocate here. I don't necessarily disagree with you. But the thing about having Roman lose, uh, uh, like, you're talking about having, just so I'm understanding, are you talking about having Roman lose twice or Cody lose and then split them? No, no, no. Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania. And then WrestleMania backlash, he has to defend each title in a separate match. Okay. All right, my bad. Then I don't have a, all right, I was misunderstanding. I thought you were talking about Roman. Oh no, that's crazy! Only Cody can beat him, and then that's it. He only gets beat once. Well, that leads me to uh, you know that leads me to the question: Is there any party you that thinks they should stick Sami Zayn in this match, make it a triple threat, and have Sami Zayn be the guy? Emotionally, yeah, but I think the more emotional, heartfelt stories. Sammy and Kevin Owens taking the titles off the Usos at WrestleMania because there's still issues with the Usos. There's still issues with Sammy and Kevin Owens. And, you know, logically it takes time to patch those up. You just can't patch them up in three days or a week. So I like the slow burn we're getting. And there might be dissension between both teams as, as we get to WrestleMania, if that's the direction they go and that's just an, as emotional. You're bringing two friend, two people back together that haven't been friends for a really long time, back and forth, damn near murder each other when they wrestle each other. Finally, seeing eye to eye, and I mean, it's not everybody's dream to be tag team champion at WrestleMania, but that that's a big deal. Like it's gonna be one of. I know that you have like three or four main event matches now each night at WrestleMania. But it's still a main event. 
it's still a world championship. It's still ending a historic reign, and it's bringing their career full circle. They started together, and now, in 2023, after everything they've been through, they're tag team champions. And then on the reverse side, everything that the Usos let Roman do to them tore them apart. Because it's not like he doesn't gaslight them too, like he did with Sammy a couple weeks ago. And like he did with Sammy's wife on Sunday. Like that, that was one of the best parts of the match when they got Sammy's wife involved, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, she was kind of there and he's Romans. I wanted this for us. He did this, like just gaslighting the hell out of her. And then you get the happy go lucky like five minutes later with him and his wife. Yeah, I, I thought that was an incredibly underrated part of the story because, you know, we haven't seen uh, Sammy's wife mentioned in this story at all for obvious reasons. You know, uh, I thought that was a great, just just a great little, just a little nugget, a little Easter egg almost where it's like uh, where Roman, you know, being the, the kingpin, the, the head of the table, quote unquote, you know, you go and ha- just so you know, this is his fault. This is his fault. I'm doing what I had to do. You know, it's, it is, it, it, this was one of the best pieces of storytelling I've ever seen the company tell. It doesn't matter who's booking, who's not booking. This is an all-timer. Um, but the, the key here, the, the question is, how do you cash in on the momentum if Sami Zayn is not the guy? Again, I want to make clear something here, McCarthy, because I know I'm I'm playing devil's advocate for Sami Zayn. I don't think Sami Zayn should be the guy to beat Roman. I think it should be Cody Rhodes. That to me, Sami Zayn doesn't feel as big as Cody Rhodes, even with all this. And that's not me knocking. That's, I'm just saying how I feel. But how do you keep this momentum? Because when is the last time that? that somebody's been this hot over a, a wrestling angle. Think about it. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about a return. I'm not talking about some backstage dirt. I'm not talking about uh, we're sick of this guy, so we're picking this guy. Sami Zayn is entirely organically created, and I can't recall the last time that didn't happen based on at the very least, someone getting tired of the quote-unquote guy. How many how many guys were made because John Cena uh, was shoved down our throat for the better part of a decade and a half? A boatload, right? Yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah. The the difference is, and while while I believe Roman is getting shoved down our throat in similar fashion, to the grand majority of the crowd, the WWE Universe, quote-unquote, it doesn't feel that way. They're not tired of Roman Reigns. They're not sick of Roman Reigns. They're, Roman Reigns is drawing the most heat now that he's drawn since he beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania the night after. Uh, like, so I don't know when the last time somebody was this organically over as Sami Zayn is due to just a wrestling angle, not a return, not a backstage dirt story, not a we're tired. Purely built on this wrestling angle that we have that we have done uh, over the course of Triple H's regime. I don't recall it. So my question is, and I know it's a long-winded way to get there. My question is, how do you cash in on the momentum if he isn't the guy to dethrone Sami Zayn, uh, to dethrone Roman Reigns, pardon me? 
I think you just keep doing what you were doing like last night. You you put him in matches because now as a face, he's got to prove himself kind of alone. And, and you keep the emotional storytelling going. That's why I think the logical way to go is for them to wrestle him and Kevin Owens to wrestle the Usos at WrestleMania. Like it, As long as you can keep emotion involved, Sammy will not fall by the wayside. He's too good. He just has to be involved. And... I think it does take a Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns. You have to have somebody with that kind of star power to defeat somebody with that long of a reign. But I don't think that's the same thing as Sammy beating Cody or Seth beating Cody. Like, the bloodline's falling apart. Roman lost his focus. Like, there's reasons that you can give to how the superstar that Cody Rhodes is, you know, not just skill alone, but mind games and everything else has been going on with Roman. Cody's like the only one that can get it done with everything that's going on. But that's just one night. I mean, what do they say? Any given Sunday? I mean, it probably be on uh, Sunday the, night. Uh, look, that's, that's the route I'd go. But here, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I would do. If I'm booking, if I'm Triple H, if I'm Vince McMahon, if I'm Bruce Pritchard, if I'm former WWE President Jack Tunney, that's a that's a way back machine. Uh, remember that, Jack Tunney? I remember that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, here's what i do. Cody Rhodes' night is night two of WrestleMania. Let's see how Cody handles the ball, especially during the toughest time of the year. Because it's it, uh, as soon as WrestleMania hands, once you get past that Raw after Mania, the interest for us not for the non diehard fans that aren't you and I starts dropping like a rock. And that's just the truth of it. The summertime comes, people start going to the music festivals. People want to go outside. People want to you know just do things because it's summer and. There's a correlation between long days of sunshine and let's go do this. So here's what I would do. I would see how Cody handles the ball during the summer. And assuming that it isn't like one of the greatest six-month rains we see in history, because I really don't want any long rains for a while, and I mean extensively long, I would try to give the ball to Sammy at SummerSlam and see how that works. And if it doesn't work, you can always call an audible in a month or two and stick it back on Cody or even somebody else. We, I think we have to find the middle ground between now we're back to the eighties where everybody and a mama is got to have a super duper long title ring for some reason. I don't get it. Uh, about a year or two ago. Well, I guess I should say three now with Roman Reigns. We were playing hot potato with the title and nobody had a long enough, Stop time to see you can't give a quarterback one game or even two games to see if he's the guy you need at least six or seven to see if all right can you figure this out and frankly you probably need longer than that so if you understand my football metaphor we need to find a balance between the super long hogan era type runs and the hot potato we were playing with for a while, like when Braun Strowman randomly lost the Universal Championship 
during the COVID year, uh, Thunderdome era. It was, if you remember, it was really oddly timed that he lost at that point. Uh, we need to find a balance between those two. So I would try Cody this summer, this this late spring and summer, and assuming that it doesn't, one, light the world on fire, and two, fall on its face, let's let Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes revisit the story they told, what was it, last week on Monday Night Raw, for the second biggest show of the year, SummerSlam. That's not a bad story or a bad main event. Because even if Sami Zayn's momentum cools some, you can remind them of that promo and remind them of how hot Sami was, and you can get most of that back in a big way as we head towards uh, what they usually call the biggest party of the summer and certainly the second biggest event on the WWE calendar. Uh, it's going to be at Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan this year. Stadium shows always mean bigger things. Uh, that's where Brock Lesnar has to circle his calendar and go, God, I have to go to work. Um what do you think about that? It, 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 what do you think of that idea? I personally believe give Cody the ball for this spring and summer after Mania, and then let's let Sammy and Kevin Owens have a tag title run here for a while, and maybe they break up amicably for once. I don't know how that's not possible one good time, and then we can. It, or you could, you, frankly, you could even have. If if Sami Zayn is still anywhere near as hot as he is right now, he can he can be the tag champion going into the match with Cody. There's nothing that says he can't if you're that hot. And then obviously, you can find a way to get it off up and down the line because people forget like we don't have to just do everything at major pay per views. We can make a title change at 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 oh I don't know WrestleMania Backlash or. Or one of the Saudi shows. We don't have to just do everything six months. We can just try some shit because it's all the work anyway. So what do you think? Should Cody carry the ball for the summer? And then will you try Sami Zayn, assuming his momentum is still somewhere near what it is right now at SummerSlam? I think that would work. I, t- I totally agree with that. If if they want to keep the undisputed WWE Universal Championship stuff. I think it works perfectly fine. If you want to split them, who knows what you do? Who beats Cody for one? Who beats Cody for the other one? That I guess that's my biggest thing. Are they going to split them? Are they going to make a new championship for Raw? Like, what are we doing? It's impossible to know. Um, and I'll tell you why. I mean, frankly, it... I'm even okay at this point if we go the lazy route and just be like, look, we don't want, you know, two champions. Like, Adam Pierce can strip one or have have Cody throw a fit or something. Like, strip one, have a tournament. I don't care. Because uh, it's it, it's just time to for both brands to have a champion. Even if it's done in a crappy way, if you do it in the summer, it's almost like the tree falling in the forest. If no one was around to see it, you know, uh, yes, you and I will be around to see it, and Travis Snapper will be around to see it because we can't give this thing up because we're morons. Um, I say that with such love and and, and, and and respect, by the way, but I'm just calling a spade a spade. Because uh, do, do you intend to watch these products over the summer, even though you could be doing other things? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, that's I exactly mean, it, right? Especially with Hulu Live TV. It's so easy yeah. to record things. Yep, so we're going to watch this, this, this product. We're going to 
see how it all goes. Look, is there? Let's let's look at it from the other angle because I said we'd break it down from a lot of angles, right? Is there any world? And I wouldn't think so. But let me let me pe- play Paul Heyman, if you will, and create this bit of doubt into what the outcome could be at WrestleMania. Um, WrestleMania 39 is, you know, they're going Hollywood, and that's a big deal. You know what's really going to be a big deal, though? WrestleMania 40. Every 10 years or five is a huge deal. And so every time we hit that five or zero number, huge things happen. Of course, WrestleMania 30 was uh, marked by the end of the streak where Brock Lesnar wins in what was one of the biggest upsets in WWE history. And I didn't sleep that night because I found myself going, "What's?" I, I didn't I didn't fall asleep till 11 a.m. the next day. I couldn't sleep. Could Cheese not sleep. Cheese and rice, bro. Cheese and rice. That's wild. Given my love of The Undertaker, are you surprised? Uh, no, not really. So let me just create a bit of a, a little bit of doubt and ask this question. Is there any route where Roman Reigns beats Cody at, or Sami Zayn at Mania? And here's why I wonder. I don't believe that's happening, number one. But WrestleMania 40 is such a nice round number. Um, and it would give him more time to pass the modern, more modern era Hogan record. Forty can because the kicker is we just we know that Roman Reigns signed a new contract, a multi-year deal last year to work less dates, but still be pretty much what he's doing now, essentially full time. It where if he loses at WrestleMania 39, and again this is not what I'm advocating for because I'm ready for him to lose this right on SmackDown. That's fine with me. But if he loses at WrestleMania 39 and he still has a a, a pretty much full-time deal, at least for the remainder of his deal, what do you do with him? Like, we've done this for three years. You're in a case of, like, you're in kind of post-Goldberg streak territory because once Goldberg lost the streak, the big issue with his booking was, like, well, what do you do? Because Goldberg was the streak, and now Roman has become, pardon the pun, it, it's not intentional until I just realized it, Roman has become the reign. Like, uh, he has, right? There's, It's so weird for a guy that has been around 10 years and has been the face of the company for most of those 10, was a baby face for most of those 10, and has done a lot of different things under those 10, is now defined by this... 900 plus day stretch. So, well, take this walk with me. Assuming he has a, a full time deal, a year remaining on the contract, because again, it was a multi year deal. So, I'm going to assume it was like two. And then after 40, I'll probably start pursuing my other interest in a much heavier light. It just makes sense. If Roman has got a lot of time on his deal, when I say a lot, I mean months or the, uh, a year. If he loses these titles, what do you do with him? Because he is now defined, again, pardon the pun, by this reign. That's a fair question. I mean, the, the first thing is two months off or destroy everyone the next night. 
by yourself instead of having the bloodline around. I really don't know what you do with him without those championships right now. This is the whole reason why he's the head of the table. I, I just don't know what you do at this point in storyline with Roman when he loses those titles. But I agree with you. Cody needs to beat him. I don't. I think it would be a disservice to Roman to wait until 40. Jesus. It's a year and a month away, and mostly because who's left? Who's left other than The Rock? And that's never a guarantee. I know. And and honestly, I think it's easier to fit The Rock's schedule if it's a one-off non-title match. Honestly, because you... If you were going to have him at WrestleMania, for example, that, that makes sense. But for the championship at, like... SummerSlam or something, I don't I don't see it. I see a one on one grudge match that fits. Not only does it bring like family stuff full circle, you can make it very reminiscent of that first SummerSlam match that Brock Lesnar had when he destroyed the Rock. Roman can do the same thing at SummerSlam and it kind of turns things back around to where the Rock has trouble getting things done at SummerSlam. Yeah, he's not exactly Mr. SummerSlam. Mm. Frankly, that that title record-wise probably belongs to The Undertaker. Uh, Look, it's... The thing about it for me is, like, yes, Roman needs to lose these belts at Mania. That's that's obvious. I don't care if it's Cody, Sammy, Jey Uso, Paul Heyman. Someone's got to beat for these belts at Mania. But the kicker is... Assuming that he's not getting out of his deal early or being allowed to pursue his Hollywood interest early, I don't know what to do with yes, you can you can either write him off TV that night entirely and, and we'll see him down the line closer to maybe Money in the Bank or or SummerSlam. I say Money in the Bank because it's gonna be in London. They're gonna want to make that show as big as you can make it. Roman Reigns is a big part of that. Pardon me, had a burp. Uh, so that's what that's what happens when you drink caffeinated beverages, folks. You've been there, McCarthy. Um, for sure, for sure. And so, the but the issue is like it is. What do you do? You know, because everything feels like such a massive step down. The only like I don't know if he's won. I don't believe he's won the Intercontinental Championship in his time in WWE. I don't believe he has. Could he do what John Cena was capable to do? And that was take that step back. And he made the U.S. title feel extremely relevant uh, to the point that his merchandise was tied into it. He had the open challenge nearly every week. Um, But the problem is with John Cena's character, that feels like possible. John Cena just wants to kind of be a part of the game at this point. He's been that way since, since Lesnar beat him at SummerSlam. He's not. He's just glad to be there every time he steps foot in the ring. So that makes that's that's possible for, for John Cena's character because that's not even John Cena's character. He really just seems to be glad to be there still after all this time. And stupid. It's a regular job to you, but stop smiling. Uh, and so with Roman's character, given this head of the table 
saying and, and being the tribal chief, it doesn't feel probable or I, I don't know how you get to let me take a step back and go for the Intercontinental Championship. Don't get me wrong. If it was Walter versus Roman or Banger, I know I said Walter Gunther, whatever. I don't care. Um, if it was if it was Bob Kazimakis, aka Gunther, I don't care. It's it, it's it's going to be a banger. But how would you get him to that point to take the step back, McCarthy? I mean, that's a. That's a good question. Maybe. I mean, it's as simple as a tournament to see who the challenger is, and he just inserts himself because he's the head of the table, damn it. I mean, at least through the summer, he could, like, feud with Jay and Jimmy and Solo. This is all your fault. I lost my titles because of you. You couldn't keep your mind right. This is your fault. So, I mean, you could stretch that out for... I don't know, three to six months probably between all three of those guys. You have to switch it up a little bit, but I think that's what you would need to do first after Cody beats him. But then after that, to put him in the Intercontinental Championship, I think it would have to be sometime next year. It would have to be like some, I'm not sure what, where he's not allowed to challenge for the world title for a minute or one of those weird stipulations where he's not able to wrestle for the world title until Cody loses it or Sammy loses it or whatever because he just goes crazy and beats up officials or what have you. And then I think you can explain it because he just wants a championship. But I don't I don't think it would fit right now at least until next year to try to put him in the intercontinental title picture Unless he just wants a piece of Gunther. If he just wants a piece of Gunther, that that I can understand. But even still, you're right. It would be a huge step down. He was the WWE Universal Champion for three, four hundred days. It's a bit of a step down. So I don't know if that's an option. I mean, it couldn't hurt. They've, They've done, tried worse things, I'm sure. Look, I, I like your idea. I think um, I, what I would do is when Roman loses at WrestleMania 39, assuming he is, I think he's got to go away till it's time to build for Money in the Bank because, again, it's going to be in London. I don't think we should see him again on TV other than hinted at for the build and story until the build for Money in the Bank. And then that first night, on Raw or SmackDown or whatever have you, I have him go absolutely ape. I have him go absolutely ape and just completely destroy everything and get suspended and the whole nine. And that's where you would build the whole, if you're going to behave this, you can't challenge for the championship, the world championship. And then you somehow or another can have Gunther uh, you know, say Roman has a couple weeks where he keeps interrupting segments. Just boom, you know. Then you can have Gunther, him try to interrupt Gunther and Gunther not take it because he's Gunther. And then that's how you kind of get to that. And, oh, because you wanted to stand in the way of the head of the table and stand in the way of this injustice, I'll take your championship. I, I think there's I think there's a way to do it. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes and the whole nine. And before we move on to, to Austin, Austin Theory uh, retaining his championship, thank God. Let's, um, let's, McCarthy, tell us about our friends. Dubby. Oh, Dubby, if you visit W.GG, you can get yourself some big energy tears. It's 150 milligrams of coffee fruit extract. And I promise after the break, I will grab the tub that it came in. But let me tell you what's up. It's good, clean energy. Like there's some times where I've had like three cups of coffee to get me through the day. But then like four o'clock comes around and it's like, oh man, I need a nap. Same thing with bang and ghost energy. You know, you, you get those crashes. I haven't had one of those crashes. Now, has it replaced my coffee? No, it's replaced my coffee in the afternoon with decaf coffee. And that was never a thing. But it's good, clean energy. It's really good with water. It's fantastic. Like the blue raspberries, the bomb. I am telling you right now. Like you, I opened that tin for the first time and I was just smacked in the face with this blue raspberry. Like, and normally when you say, oh, I got smacked in the face with a smell, it's a bad thing. It wasn't this time. This blue raspberry was fantastic. And like I said, it's great with water. It's even better in my smoothies every morning. It's Oh, it's phenomenal. I love this thing. It's great. You don't want to miss your chance for Dubby. It's, use that code on your screen to the right. Yeah, to the right. Bruiser Nation, that's B-R-U-Z-E-R Nation for 10% off every order. You don't have to go in like I did and get a whole tub. They got starter packs started like $15. I think it's totally worth everybody's time to at least try it. It's all natural, no fillers, no maltodextrins, you know, B1, B2, B3, C57. I don't know what vitamins. There's so many. Just in general, not in W. There's only like four. But it's everybody should give it a try. And I'll tell you what, the shipping was quick. I mean, it came from like the coastal tail end of California. And I got it like Thursday? Maybe Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. No, no, I got it on Tuesday last week and I ordered it Saturday. So I ordered it Saturday and it got to my house by Tuesday through the United States Postal Service from the corner coastal area of California. That ain't bad. That's getting around like the Beach Boys right there. <laughs> um, that's getting around. Uh, so will we be doing a, a live taste test live on the air next week? Uh, assuming I'm able to make it in studio. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right. And it, we'll be all jacked up like, uh, that kid on mountain dew and Talladega nights. But I mean, that's also the best part. Like you have energy, but you're not like bouncing off the walls. It's weird. It's like, you just don't wear yourself down as fast, but you're not like bouncing off the walls and jittery or, I mean, you've seen me after a couple of freaking sour patch kid ghosts, man, I'm everywhere. It's not like that. Oh, yeah. It's not jittery. Yeah. You just get, I, I don't know why it's not, but it's not. There's something that they put in there that the other companies, or actually there's something that they don't put in there that the, the big energy companies do put in there to give you the jitters. That's probably that uh, maltodextrin right there. That's probably so that, is what that is. With that kind, with that kind of big word comes that kind of big crash. I'm just, I'm just a believer. 
All right, but W Energy, give them that code one more time, and we'll talk Austin Terry. That's W.GG. Use code Bruiser Nation, B-R-U-Z-E-R Nation, and get yourself 10% off each and every order. Did you use your code, buddy? Oh, no, I have better codes because they're our sponsor. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. So speaking of nice, Austin Theater retained the U.S. title inside the Elimination Chamber. But here's the kicker. Here's the catch. Here's the rub. Here's the sauce. It was with help from everyone's favorite YouTube star, Logan Paul, who cost Seth Rollins in a big way. It is now apparent, if it wasn't already, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul is going to happen at, at, at WrestleMania 39. What are your thoughts on Theater retaining? And then, and then we're gonna we're gonna go down the 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 theater rabbit hole. But then, what are your thoughts on Logan Paul help, helping out? And now we're getting Paul versus Rollins. I think it was all right. It it gave Seth like an out per se. Like he got beat by Austin Theory because of Logan. Austin Theory gets to retain his championship and keep this little mini feud he's got going on with John Cena and see where that takes us on the road to WrestleMania. And I think it was done really well because, yeah, Seth has been talking smack about Logan Paul a little bit here and there and whatever, but it really didn't... He really wasn't on Seth's radar, so to speak. He put himself on Seth's true radar when he cost him the United States Championship, which is going to cause Logan Paul a lot of problems. I just think it made sense because Logan Paul obviously has a giant ego, whether it's for show or not, I don't know because I don't know the man. But he's got at least the character he portrays on YouTube and everywhere else. He's got a huge ego. Over here is Seth Rollins talking all this smack. Okay, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you. Just you wait. I'm going to wait until the perfect opportunity and I'm going to cost you. And yeah, it's predetermined that they played it. And that's why Johnny Gargano had, or I'm sorry, not Johnny Gargano. Ugh, and that's why there was the injury angle with Montez Ford at the end. So Logan Paul could get in there. But I think it makes sense. It's a good way to get Logan Paul really involved with Seth Rollins past just eliminating Seth from the Royal Rumble. And it gives Seth Rollins a high profile matchup for WrestleMania is it what we all want to see? Do we want to really see Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul? Meh. We know it'll be good. Logan showed that he can, like, be led to good matchups. So we know it's going to be good because it's Seth freaking Rollins. But the way the world title's gone and with Cody involved, this, this is the biggest match Rollins could have. And it's not a small match by any means because of, who he's wrestling in Logan Paul. Look, I agree. Uh, it's it's going to be a big fight feel. What do you do with Austin Theory now? Do you still have him with John Cena, even with the title on one? I think you do. And I think that's a hard, de- it's, it's a hard decision, but it's not. Because it's very tempting to be like, all right, yeah, John's going to beat Austin Theory. But John's not around enough. He he wouldn't want that. I mean, you brought it up earlier. What he did with the United States Championship shows how much he cares. He was on the top. The top top forever. 
And then when it was someone else's time, he was like, all right, I'm going to go elevate this championship real quick because you guys have been messing it up real bad. And he did. But I think it, it's a big rub for Austin Theory, and there's no, there's really no way to get anyone else involved. Like, Austin Theory doesn't really have any friends. Who's going to, like, stand up for John Cena, per se, in storyline? So this could be Austin Theory's, like, cementing win. Beating John Cena by hook or by crook all by himself. And I think that's what you have to do to really show that Triple H sees something in him. I think a lot of people still think in the back of their minds that sooner or later the rug's going to get pulled out from Austin Theory and Triple H is going to bury him. I don't think that's the case. And I think to not only elevate him to the even next level and like shut those doubters the hell up is have him beat the invincible John Cena. One, two, three, right in that ring with the A-Town down. Because damn, he's even better now than when he was running around with Vince. He's more confident. Like in the the promos he gives, you, you can feel that he believes what he's saying. So there's no reason to not give him this next step. It, it I like how it's been gradual. He's he's running with the US title and eventually he's gonna be world champion. But I really want to see where this goes as far as elevating keeping that US title elevated, which they really did at Elimination Chamber. But he's got to beat John, and they need to set someone up to beat him, maybe SummerSlam. But you just, that's all you can do with Austin Theory right now. You give him you give him the biggest rub you can and have him beat a returning John Cena. Because nobody does that. Who, who beat John, the last time John Cena returned and lost? Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... You add Austin Theory to that list, he's already damn near a made man. So, question. Let's say John Cena were to beat Austin Theory for the U.S. Championship. Let's just play that hypothetical game. Would that ruin Austin Theory? Would that would that bury him? I don't think it would bury Austin Theory because it's John Cena. But at the same time, I don't think it would do him any favors if you get kind of what I'm saying. And it wouldn't do the U.S. title any favors either. So what's John Cena going to do? Defend it for two months? I mean, I don't know his filming schedule. I'm sure it's pretty packed since he loves WWE and is never there. He made a big deal of that wrestling at least once a year. He got on there on the Christmas Eve edition of, of SmackDown. Or was it the New Year's Eve edition of SmackDown? I don't remember. But, I mean, that was a big... It was the uh, New Year's Eve oh. of uh, edition of SmackDown, and he yeah. goes, "We are running out of chances." <laughs> so I mean, it's so so you know that's important to him. So I don't, I don't think you can give it to John, but if you did, it would be a mistake, probably for all involved. I mean, like I said, it wouldn't hurt Austin Theory as much as you would think because I mean, it's John Cena, he's beaten everybody that there is to be in this business. It's not really that big of a deal, but at the same time, you hurt all the work you have done with this U.S. championship gets hurt real quick because John can't be there. But do you are you in danger of hurting yourself with John? Because, again, we're in the... And I, I'm, 
and I agree, theory needs to be jogged. But again, as I often say on the show, and you usually agree, veterans have got to get some wins for it to still matter. Are we at that point with John if he doesn't get a dub against Austin Theory? I don't think so. He won his last match. I mean, a, a quick tag match. Yeah, that wins a win, man. Wins a win. I, I think it would take like a lot to ruin the mystique of beating John Cena, even at this stage. Even with him being super part time for the past few years, it's still John Cena. It's it's like when the Rock beat Hogan. Hogan was way past his prime when they wrestled. Hogan was not beating everybody when he wrestled The Rock. I mean, hell, that was just after the NWO ended. He like basically switched to the real American Hulk Hogan for that match. So it, I don't think this early would, so to speak, not matter that he beat John Cena. I think we're we're a few years, maybe four or five, from beating John Cena not really meaning something because he doesn't keep coming back all the time. He's not involved in major storylines all year round. He comes and goes as he can, and I think that's been a way he's been able to maintain his mystique as far as, damn, you beat John Cena at WrestleMania. It doesn't even matter. Like You don't even have to mention the U.S. title being on the line at that point, but you beat John Cena, Mr. WrestleMania at WrestleMania. I mean, he's beaten everybody at WrestleMania, not named the undertaker and probably Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Well, let, well, let's, let's ask this question then. You just mentioned it. Is there a way to do this match without the U S title? Even if theory has the U S title. Maybe. I mean, cause John can simply say, you know what? I can't do that to the United States Championship. I just want to whoop your ass. Because what he did with that title all those years ago with that open challenge really brought the U.S. title back into prominence. I know it fell by the wayside there for a while, and it's back up to prominence now. But John Cena didn't do that out of the goodness of his heart. He didn't do that because he was told to do it. He did that because he respects the history of the United States Championship. And when you're not in the main event and you're not wrestling for the world title, you tend to get a little bit more leeway as far as only do your five moves of doom and get the hell out of there. And when you're the mid-card champion, it's like you're expected to do more. Because that's when I my feelings towards John Cena really turned back around. Because when he was rapping, I loved John Cena. When he got in the world title picture and it was he was basically told to do nothing, he's not like like Roman can do nothing and get away with it because he's a heel and it, I feel like it's him. He's just gonna beat you up slowly for forty minutes. John Cena, fifteen minute match, five moves of doom because the higher ups are like that's all you need to do. Go out there, get the crowd hyped up, and and go home without the option to show how good he. And then when he lost the title and started wrestling everybody, I was like, damn, he didn't forget how to wrestle. This is all right. Uh, no, he did not. He, as he proved, he did not forget how to wrestle. Uh, he did not forget how to work. 
And boy, you, you yeah, don't really know what you don't. got to going. Really huh? don't. Uh, I, I do wish him uh, and Roman were like feuding right now. Like John Cena in like, his yeah, prime versus just, this Roman Reigns. Oh my god. I think we'd be drawing I think we'd I be think drawing Austin Ragma. Yeah, for sure lie. they would be. Everyone yeah. would be glued to that television. I mean, can you imagine if they did a uh, you know what, what what would be kind of a best two out of three essentially? Do do uh do a few oh months together? God. Man. They don't even need a title. They can just fight each other. It'd be great. That, that there there it real. is right there. He goes rough shot on the bloodline. He goes rough shot on the locker room. And then the last pay-per-view of the year, so we get two John Cena matches this year. Him and John Cena face off. I mean, they got to build it for a couple months leading to that because he's got a busy schedule. But then at the last pay-per-view of the year, yeah, John Cena. They face wins. off. And, 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 and then because uh, then, then Roman will either win or lose. And then they do it again at the Royal Rumble. Why not? Yeah, why not? Let's make it happen. Uh, speaking of John Cena, and I know we got the rest of uh, Elimination Chamber to get to, and we will. He's coming home uh, March sixth, Monday Night Raw. He'll be, he'll be there, even though he's in Australia currently, and, and going to be there for the next few months. Sounds like he's going to be flying back. Matter of fact, he said he's going from Australia that day to Boston. Uh, he said that on Twitter, which is nuts. Uh, <laughs> which is nuts. And, yeah, that's totally normal, John. Um, he said, I'll be going from Australia to the streets of Boston. Can't wait. Uh, I don't know. That was, I was probably starting that tweet of like, oh, my God, my schedule is so stupid. Uh, because you're – at that point, let's think about this for a second because this is that kind of show. Australia's like 13 hours ahead of us, man. It's weird. Like, they're really ahead of us. And then he's going to time travel because he'll be on a different day in Australia and then get back to Raw in Boston. He'll be on. He'll be Tuesday in in Australia, Monday in Boston. What is the time difference between Australia and, and, and Boston? Got any idea on that? I can't hear you, buddy. Sorry, I forgot to unmute myself. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to find out because I'm curious. Because, yeah, he said that he'll be going from Australia to the streets of Boston on his Twitter when it was announced that he'll be coming home for that March 6th Monday Night Raw. Um, according to the Google, it is ten forty-one tomorrow morning in Australia. <laughs> so they are 16, 16 hours ahead of us. So yes, not only, not only, can John Cena be at the top of the mountain in the biggest pro wrestling company in the world, and a successful, funny ass actor in multiple different roles, but now he can say he time traveled. And I hope he says it in his promo. I time traveled to get here. I just hope he does. He time traveled. He, he's he gets to time travel. I'm I am jealous of him right now. Um, but see, this is why I, I'm so lenient towards him compared to The Rock. Like, because I have to. We all have to acknowledge 
number one, we appreciate it. But number two, John, that's really stupid on your part. Like you should sleep. <laughs> I mean, there's 16 hours on, I'm, I'm sure, a private jet where you could catch some Z's. Uh, so it's, well, you know, I, and I've told this story on this show before, but I caught him the night cause I went to Detroit to see him on a summer Cena. That morning was when he was walking around, uh, Hollywood world, a lot of the, the stars that morning in Hollywood on the peacemaker outfit that, and then that night he's across the country in Detroit, Michigan doing a, doing a six man tag against the bloodline. Uh, so just never change, John. Thanks for caring about us more than you obviously care about yourself. Because any normal human being, and I wouldn't even be mad, would would be like, you want me to come to Australia? Okay. Um, I, I, I really can't. Well, I guess I can. Who needs sleep? So he is going to be in Australia, we know, for the next few months, uh, reportedly, at least until April, and yet, do you think he's going to find a way to successfully build this match with Austin Theory? Is that what this is all about? It's got to be, right? There's no historic reason for him to be back other than to get his WrestleMania feud going. Is he going to find a way to successfully do this while being in Australia at the same time, essentially? I think so. And I think they're going to do it through social media, which takes us back full circle to when Austin Theory was taking selfies of people he was beating up and posting mm-hmm. it on social. I, th- I think that's how you do it. You, you, know, you have this face-to-face confrontation on the 6th, and then you build it through social media after that. Because we've all yeah, seen that that works. I mean, you can build yeah. a wrestling feud through social media fairly easily, no matter where you are in the world. You just cut a quick promo on your phone and call it a day. Let's go. And well, I mean, we saw the... We saw that uh, in late December when he announced he was going to wrestle. That was obviously, here's my phone in, on a Hollywood set. Somebody send me my jorts, and and I'll I'll do the thing. Like, that's obviously what that was. Like, yeah, send me my, my stuff, and I'll, 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 I'll do it. Because that even looked like a Hollywood fake brick wall he cut that promo in front of. Uh, yeah, so dude. he put me. He probably was on the set of like, I don't know what movie he was filming or whatever. And it's like, oh, uh, we're breaking for lunch. Oh, we're breaking for lunch. Okay, let me go put on the uniform and go be that guy. And um, So, yeah, I think what you could do, because obviously he is incredibly busy, and whether he knows it or not, he does need to sleep. Um uh, it looks like you need to sleep or some of that, that dubby. You need it's, some dubby. It's too late for dubby. I'll be up all night. I got to work in never, the morning. It's, it's never, it's never too late for dubby. Um, so I think what you could do is yes, obviously he's going to have the face to face commentation, but here's what, here's the great thing. If you're booking this right, if you're, if it's well thought out, have him cut some, some vignette promos backstage. They can do a couple weeks worth of programming in one day at Raw, if you if you have a plan, if you've got a plan, you can you can get some things booked. You can cut a few backstage promos. You can you can figure this thing out. You know what I mean? Oh, you definitely. I think, and I think that would make it even better and more realistic that way. Instead of like, ooh, let's get this fancy camera. No, just grab your phone. It's fine. And and. 
Austin Theory can do the same thing. Like, yeah, he could cut a promo yeah. or two on Raw, but like post something in the middle of the day. He's sitting there training and he can't get his mind off of Superman John Cena or whatever he decides to call him. So he's got to cut a promo yeah. right there in between sets. Yeah, and, and John cuts a promo on his way back to Australia on his jet. Yep. I'm coming for you. It's Wednesday. I'll see you Tuesday. And not next yep. Tuesday. Yesterday, Tuesday. You can just see he'll have fun with the time traveling. Like, no, there's a way to get this done. Like I said, you can cut a couple of backstage promos. Uh, even at, You could cut something after Raw in the back, to be honest with you, to use for next week. I mean, if you wanted to do a beat-down angle – you can do. They can keep John there for another hour and get him, you know, bum rushed by theory. It's not that hard, you know. He could be catching up with somebody. Maybe it's maybe it's Triple H. Maybe it's Sean. Maybe it's I don't know anybody. Maybe he's catching up, and then all of a sudden he just gets bum rushed by Austin Theory to extend the angle. And you could that that you that can buy you a week or two, and then John in a couple weeks sends in a phone promo of, of him in Australia, you know, and just rest assured I may be doing this now, but at WrestleMania, you know, you're going to get that guy. You can't see me. So, so yeah, there's a way to get this done. And I I applaud the fact he's going to apparently give it a go, but let me ask the question just to be obvious. This is definitely him building to, his WrestleMania match. He's he's getting in the ring of WrestleMania. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I totally agree. Why have him show up on like a month ahead of time if it's not going to be for WrestleMania? He's coming home. And I mean, boys and, girls. and a match at WrestleMania because like, yeah, he could do a hype promo if he wanted to for WrestleMania, but why come into town in March or yeah, into town, into the country in March in the middle of filming unless you're trying to set up something big for WrestleMania. It just wouldn't make sense. Well, you know how hyped I'll be uh, when we get it a little closer and see him in a couple weeks. You know I'll be I'll be getting Caddy Wampas right here on this show. All right, let's move it along. Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Uh, we all had, I believe, Finn and Rhea going over here. I do believe we all did. I'm going to double check, though. And I just think this is... I God, I hope that means that Finn is going to win at WrestleMania. Do you think that's what this means? Oh, he better. If not, this has been a whole big waste of time because it makes no sense. Like I talked about it on the pod solo. Hopefully you had a great uh, Valentine's Day with your fiancé. But I talked about it a lot last week where it it doesn't make sense right now. So why did they pick Finn Balor? Like, why? Like, yeah, they're more prominent. I think it works better with Finn Balor, but, like, in the grand scheme of things and common sense, they couldn't get it done. They lost to the guy that he supplanted, and now the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship took a loss. All I can say is that, like, they lost well, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think it hurt them as much as I thought it was going to. But at the same time, it's like, damn, why'd they lose? Unless they're trying to set up, like, a Hell in a Cell or something at WrestleMania. 
at this point, there's nowhere else to go but that. My issue is, is if we're supposed to buy the Rhea's going to beat Charlotte or be competitive with Charlotte at Mania, she can't take an L there in any fashion. No. She can't. Mm. You're going to face 14-time women's champion Charlotte Flair, the daughter of Ric Flair, the most dominant woman this industry's ever seen at WrestleMania on the Grandest Stadium Mall, who's already beat you on the Grandest Stadium Mall, granted during the COVID year, but still. Uh, I need to buy the fact that this is a new you, and a new you doesn't allow you to lose under any circumstances as we build towards Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. You just can't take the L at that point, period. It just can't happen. Oh, I agree. I I thought it was a terrible decision. But like I said, the match was good. They they looked good in defeat, if you will. Finn Balor took the pin, so it takes a little bit of the sting off Rhea. But, I mean, I said the same thing last week. You're, you're just hurting their mystique at this point. You just can't do it. All right. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Brock Lesnar via disqualification. We saw the Hurt Lock get locked on to Brock Lesnar, and he, uh, he said, how low can you go? I can go pretty low. Uh, as he kicked uh, Bob Lashley right in the gonads, right in the twig and berries, um, right in the uh, genitalia. Let's say it. let's let's call it what it properly is. And you know that's that's because you know we're doctors outside of this thing. Um, so here i i'm 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 confused i'm very i'm very confounded and puzzled and and can you tell can you tell can you tell i can tell buddy i can tell all right like i understand that i am you know um i'd probably drink the sweat off brock lesnar's back cuz i think he's so special so i know i'm biased all right i know i'm biased that's fine but Bray Wyatt cut this really weird promo with Uncle Howdy, a.k.a. Bo Dallas, a.k.a. local indie stand-in, a.k.a. I'm not sure who the hell that is. Um, and he wanted the winner of Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He cut that promo, which I thought was was strange anyway, because I can't either see either one doing the hocus-pocus stuff that Bray Wyatt does, but okay. Um, I'll play along because at least Bray Wyatt is marquee. But then, yes, I know Bobby Lashley technically beat Brock Lesnar, which means I technically lost a point. Who's booking this shit? That's okay. I lost a point on that one too, buddy. <laughs> but I thought for sure we'd see a nice clean winner because of that Bray Wyatt promo. Someone's winning and someone's, you know, maybe they're getting up and calling out Bray or whatever. Uh, instead, we don't have a clear winner. We have got murky, murky water. It is like Hurricane Katrina has flooded in. There is no clearness whatsoever. And then let's jump forward a little bit. Because... <laughs> All right, he might be back booking some of this WrestleMania shit because I don't understand 
why Triple H would think it's a good idea to potentially build George Lesnar versus Omos at WrestleMania. Because as soon as I saw that promo, I went, is that you, you crazy old bastard? Is that you? Because I have to believe in my heart of hearts as much as I, I don't have a great love for Triple H. I know he knows better in this case. I know. He doesn't have the giant fetish. Like, he wants you to look good, but he doesn't have the giant fetish that Vince does. But look at him. He's a damn giant. There's a reason we call him the Big Ninja. I'm getting a little concerned here, McCarthy. Getting a wee bit concerned. And then, as I asked myself all those questions, I went, you're telling me. If this is really where we're heading, that Brock Lesnar agreed to this? Somebody slipped something in his coffee? Help me out. Hi. Right. There's, a, there's a lot here. So I want a few answers for And I'm going to ask them, and then you have the floor. Number one, why did we go with that finish for Lashley versus Lesnar? Number two, why are, are we really going with Omos versus Lesnar? And number three, if we are, are you convinced that Vince McMahon has got his hand in this thing because there's no way Triple H is doing this, right? I wasn't as upset with the finish as you would think. I laughed kind of because, I mean, it's obvious what they were going for, desperation from Brock Lesnar, so I kind of thought it was funny. Brock Lesnar had to give a low blow. But then to turn around and we're basically not going to get a return match for a while. So now, like you said, Brock is about to wrestle Omos at WrestleMania. Okay. That's like way, way out of left field. And I'm going to go with he wants to see a gorilla versus a grizzly bear again, like it was with the big show. And Omos is the only one that could be the grizzly bear. So we're going to see Brock toss him around the ring for 10 minutes, maybe eight. And that'll be that. It'll be fun. Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm trying. I am grasping at straws. Cause I have no clue. Cause yeah, I laughed when he gave him the low blow, but I was at the same time, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> and so, and of course, I was like, oh, so we're just going to see this again at WrestleMania. At least they swerved uh, me there. <laughs> oh, they're swerving you, all right. Uh, we're swerving into a tree. Um, were you like me and instantly when you saw MVP cut that promo? I became convinced at that point, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, in my heart of hearts, believe that's a Vince McMahon call. Yeah. What did you think? I, you thought of him. I know you did. A little, but then I was like, well, maybe Lashley doesn't want to do the Hurt Business thing. So now you got to have a heavy. So they got a heavy. <laughs> 
Of course, I don't know where a group goes when it's MVP, Omos, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. Nothing against Shelton and Cedric, but, like, they're not exactly lighting the world on fire. There is no way that Triple H thinks that Brock Lesnar versus Omos is a good idea. I don't know. Maybe. The man won't book Goldberg. Why is he going to book Omos in this match? He doesn't have animosity and personal issues with Omos. Well, I don't know. Let's be professional. I, I agree. I don't know. I'm just trying to grab at something, buddy, because I don't know. No, I, I, here's, and I don't know this, but I think we are going to get confirmation from somebody that Vince McMahon is, is, heavily involved in Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania feud. There's oh, no sure. other explanation to me. There's no other explanation to me because I could see Vince's logic. Look at him. He's seven foot four. We could watch Brock Lesnar throw him around. It's a clash of the Titans. You could see that. I'm, 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 I'm so glad you're amused by my Vince impression. I appreciate it. Look, maybe this is that like, like you said, this feels really weird. For Vince McMahon to not be booking a WrestleMania, like for Vince McMahon himself, this has to feel weird as hell, right? So maybe this is his son-in-law just giving him a solid, like, man, I know this is hard for you. I appreciate you giving me all this freedom. You book Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Whatever you want to do, we're going to do. Because I respect you and I love you. So that's what we're going to do. You deserve this, Vince. That's the best he could do? That's what Vince wanted. I believe it's Um, a gift. It's a WrestleMania 39 gift. You don't believe that at all. You're literally just making (laughs) shit up. Um, (laughs) Because you you don't know at all. Because you, like me, saw this and went, did I just see what I just saw? Uh, I mean, Triple I, H is a sentimental guy. He gave WWE title to the to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's sentimental, probably. God, don't don't remind me about the Chiefs right now. Um, look, if you go on this route, if you go on this route, Omos needs to win. Yeah. That would be shocking, too. Lesnar's a made man. Uh, Omos needs to win this match if we're going this... If we're really going this route, then Omos needs to win. All right, and finally, Asuka won the Elimination Chamber match to earn the right to challenge Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Well, this this made sense. Nothing I disagree with. Oscar's new pain is scary as hell. Um, it, so, way too soon prediction. We'll we'll make official ones here in about uh, three four weeks or whatever it will be. Is Oscar the woman to dethrone Bianca Belair? I think so. I think she is. I think she fits perfectly. She's just... Because she's getting back to that 
making no one is ready for Asuka mean something again, like when she first showed up to the main roster in her entire NXT run. And she has been able to make a transition from like, because she was entertaining and sh- as shit for a really long time during the pandemic era and after. But in the grand scheme of things, it didn't do any favors because it kind of diluted the presence of Asuka. Now her presence is back, that aura that she had before. And she's like kind of a heel and she's got a sweet mask and her face paint works. Like everything works right now. There's nothing that she's doing right now that you're not like, oh, damn. She's about to destroy everyone that comes across from her. And Bianca's been champion for a while. It's time for her to have a change as far as the babyface champion. Nothing against Bianca Belair. She does a great job in the ring. She's still cutting good promos. But face champions usually go along the wayside a lot faster than heel champions because you're not chasing anymore. And I think it is time to give Asuka the shine that she deserves because she's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that she has earned the chance to run with the championship with this character after the past three years of, I'm just going to entertain. Like From the pandemic till she went away, to it was, I'm just out here to entertain you guys. It's fine. We need this, so I'm going to entertain you. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care where I am. Well, now it's time for her to cash in those chips that she earned and win that title at WrestleMania. I, I agree. I don't think you could put it any better. Uh, very well put. Very great explanation, McCarthy. Uh, yeah, I, it's to me, it's it is. Uh, it's almost like what we talk about with like Kane, Big Show, and, and Goldust when he was in the company. After a certain point, you've earned a throw me a bone because you have earned it because of. You're willing to go any length that you're asked, whether it hurts your character or not. And so at some point you need to get, you know, kind of what what's coming to you. And that's, you know, some good equity. And yeah, because Oscar, remember when she was just cutting pr- promos in gibberish Japanese because Vince and everybody thought they were funny. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I really wish I spoke well, Japanese so I knew what she said. But yeah. Like he just thought the way she was doing it was hilarious. So he had her, he was, had her on commentary during the beginning of the Thunderdome era at random times. And cause he just thought, yeah, that's good shit, pal. Like that. And we, she was in that, you know, the odd money in the bank, climbing up the corporate ladder stuff. Uh, she, she won that money in the bank. That's where Becky Lynch of course would go away and, and become a mother but there's so much that Oscar did. And frankly, even going back before the pandemic, Oscar gave up herself for Charlotte Flair's benefit and then ending her big streak. Yeah. It's, it's time for her to get one and be taken as seriously as she should be taken again. Not to say that all those things were bad. She made them work, but, but she's kind of becoming that female Kane big show uh, gold dust, Dustin Rhodes type where put me in whatever spot and I will make it work. I can rise up to your main event. I can go down to your lower mid card. I can be an asset up and down that board for you. It's time for her to get that moment. And I hope she does. All right. We got to take a quick break. I know it's been a long rambly show, but there was a lot to unpack. We're still, we still have a lot to unpack with. We're going to talk a little bit of raw, but I definitely want to get to dynamite. We're starting to see the revolution card 
uh, coming to full bore. We're going to see some some serious blood with Heyman Page and John Moxley. I got a feeling I'm excited about that one. Yeah, we got to do but, like predictions for that next week. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's time just keeps moving. But speaking of predictions, before we go to break, we need a points update. All right. Well, you are still in the lead. You have 17. Travis has 12, and I have 11. And I'm pretty sure I did put it in the um, in the chat, but you, everybody that picked something correct as far as the winner of the Elimination Chamber got two points. So you got two points for Asuka and two points for Austin Theory. Where me and Travis just got the two points for Asuka. They call me Mr. Four Point Play. But I mean, overall though, like you did, you got three right. So you had the better batting average for Elimination Chamber. Like me and Travis were both stuck at two. Look, I, I am, I am absolutely, uh, like I'm the king of this. Let's hey, we're, 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 I'm, we're, I'm going to turn this around in these AEW pay-per-views, damn it. Uh, look, <laughs> look, I'm hoping to go wire to wire. I'm hoping to go wire to wire. I'm going to do like the 1990 Cincinnati Reds. Oh, here's a question. I got an answer. For the Iron Man match, should we do what we think the final score will be as well as the winner and make that a two-pointer? Yes. Okay, deal. Maybe even, I, th- I think three, because they're going for an hour, so you would get one point for getting the winner and mm-hmm. then two points if you can nail down the final score between the two. And it has to be... Daniel Bryan, this number, and MJF, this number. Not like, like oh, you picked them both. So, like, not like football pool style. But, like, let's yeah. make make it a real good challenge to earn three points on that one. Yep, See, we're getting creative with these points. I like it. Let's do it. Well, well, because, uh, look, when I go wire to wire, I'm still going to con you into buying me dinner. I mean, that's fair. I don't care. Maybe I'm gonna, next. I'm going we might, I'm gonna to try to fit in the budget for next year's is the winner gets a championship belt. Like a custom one. Oh, yes. Go to, go to, uh, I believe it's fanduelbelts.com. They make some great ones. They got the new NWA Replica Championship. Anywho, that's a sponsor we don't have. Anywho, let's take a quick break. And when we come on back, we're going to talk some Raw. We're going to talk some Dynamite. It's just the two of us. We're the king of the rambles. So God knows where we're going to go. But uh, but we're we're gonna keep on going. You can bet on that. So don't move a move. This is to the turnbuckle, a Snapmare Imagination production presented by our friends Dubby. Do you have kids looking for a fun, inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit? Then look no further, my friends. Wrestle exactly what you're looking for. Certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini you to a fitness program like no other. With exercises like running the ropes to tire flips and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps stop by the now training center at 625 eastgate parkway blacklick ohio 43004 or 
Visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. Russell Fit is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. Hope to see you soon. 